Welcome to the Unique Mums podcast. My name's Anna, and I'm a wife, mum, author, blogger, and Jesus follower, bringing you biblical truth, devotions, and encouragement so you can find joy, purpose, and hope as you navigate through motherhood, one cold cup of coffee at a time. You can find the episode show notes, free devotions, and a lot more information at uniquemums.co.uk. Hello, Mum. Welcome back to the Unique Mums podcast. And we're doing a series at the moment called Rule of Life. And I'm talking about the practice of silence and solitude within this area of a rule of life. So a rule of life basically is a structure that helps us to live in such a way that we can receive God's love and then we can give that love back to God and to other people. So it's about certain practices that are life-giving and that help us. It's not about a legalistic kind of thing. It's not about a checkbox. <laughs> it's just about that which is beneficial and what that helps us to live in an intentional way and to be proactive rather than reactive. And there are several practices within this big structure of the rule of life, but the first one that I'm talking about is solitude, because, yeah, it's something that's been on my heart a lot recently. It's something that I've been writing about in my new book. And, yeah, it's something that I've been practicing a lot as well, because I suppose because I'm writing about it, I really feel the need to be actually living it out. And not just because of that, but because I really do believe it's something that Jesus himself modeled for us as a way to live. And it's something that is, I would say, essential even to the Christian faith. And I've practiced solitude, I suppose, all of my life in some kind of way, or most of my life. Uh, as a teenager, I remember I would read the Bible on my own and I would read a devotional book. So it, it is something that I've practiced to an extent, but not as much as now. And I'm going to detail a little bit why it's different now. Okay, so I would say that maybe the main difference is that whilst before I did do my time, my quiet time with God more in this, this mindset of it being like something I had to do as a Christian, and I would do it more as a chore, maybe, or as a duty, even, which I guess I had the discipline, so that's a good side, but I didn't understand the heart behind it. And to be honest, I would do it, but for very short amounts of time. So maybe I would spend some time reading the Bible and even praying or reading a devotional book, but it would always be a very short amount of time. And I guess my mindset was like, as I was saying before, like a kind of checkbox. Okay, I've done that. I've done my bit. And then I would live my life. I was a Christian. I did pray and stuff. But I guess my heart wasn't always in the right place. And I wasn't really connecting with God in the same way that I am now. And there's obviously our lives as Christians, there's a lot of process. There's a lot that goes that goes on in our lives. There are people who have very dramatic conversion experiences, but 
I think a lot of people, it's like me, that it's just a process. And my relationship with God has grown over time, and it's grown also because I understand certain things now that I didn't before. And also, I think that a lot of it has to do with also my spiritual life in terms of surrendering more to God and allowing the Holy Spirit to empower me and to change me. And so that has been a big part of my journey as well. So anyway, in terms of silence and solitude, so I still have this habit of every day spending time in prayer and Bible reading. Sometimes I'll read a devotional book, but I spend a lot longer than I used to. And I would say the prayer side is different. And what I mean is that I've just come to this part in my relationship with God where I'm really connecting with him and really maybe meditating more on truth from scripture and allowing him to speak to me as well. So it's not just me rambling on, not that that's necessarily bad, but not allowing it to be just me talking, but also allowing God to speak to me through his spirit and reading the words and yes, and spending longer amounts of time without it being this thing of just having it done and, and that's it. Now I, I guess my mindset is more that it's actually an opportunity for me to connect with God in a deeper a more meaningful way and that he wants to speak to me and he meets me where I am and sometimes there are days when I'm well I'm praising him I'm rejoicing and then there are other days when I'm burdened I'm anxious and then there are days when I'm not feeling so well and sometimes I'm hormonal sometimes I'm crying even but at the same time I, I go through all these things but I'm processing things with God and yeah, it's an authentic relationship. It's not like stale. It's not boring. It's not about just checking it off my list of things to do for the day, but it's vivid. It's real. It's authentic. And yeah, it's been such a blessing to have that in my journey with God. And as I was saying in relation to solitude, I believe that all Christians need a time alone with God. And God obviously speaks through other people. He speaks through community. But it's when we're alone with him that he speaks to us sometimes at a deeper level as we bring to him those things that are really deep within our hearts. And they're things that we don't usually bring up when we're with other people, maybe our husband. But like when we're with other Christians, we're not always uh, showing everything that's deep inside. But when we're on our own with God, all of that comes up, our anxieties, our fears, our thoughts, our sin even. All of those things come up to the surface when we're on our own with God and he starts dealing with those things and he starts speaking to us in a very real way and that really addresses these things. And he's so kind, so good, so compassionate. It's not like he's there just convicting us. Yes, he does bring conviction from the Holy Spirit, but he's just speaking to us and and just bringing forth, you know, those things that are deep within our hearts and that we need to deal with. And he's so good and so so compassionate with our, our failures and our failings. And, yeah, it's just such a lovely thing to do. It's actually a privilege. It's not a chore. It's not something we have to get done. 
it's a real privilege and it's in that secret place of meeting with God that he allows us and he uh, empowers us even to just to unburden everything to surrender everything to him and he takes those burdens and he speaks and he brings us new joy and peace and hope and yeah and he sometimes we need to confess our sins sometimes we need to confess our fears sometimes we need to confess the lies we're believing in but as we do do those things and as we read his word as we meditate on his word as he speaks to to us through his spirit we're being renewed and we're being changed and we're being transformed and so it's in the secret place that we're being transformed more in conformity to Christ and so it's such an important thing in our lives and I want to go into more practical details today about how we can do this as mums because this is one thing I think a lot of mums would like to do but maybe don't do that much because because of circumstances or even because of mindset sometimes. So I want to go into some detail on how we can do this in practice. Okay, so one of the first things that I would say is essential for us to, to do in terms of having a time of silence and solitude is for us to plan time alone with God every day. And I'm emphasizing the word plan because I think sometimes our mindset can be that it will just happen. And of course that can happen, that it would just happen naturally. But a lot of times we need to plan it in and that's simply because we're busy and because our lives can be so hectic and because we live in a world that's very noisy. And also because there can be some resistance as well from ourselves sometimes because we prefer to do the easy thing or because yeah because of the sin in our hearts or because of the world because of the enemy there can be some resistance as well so the best thing we can do i believe is to actually plan our time alone with god make it like a date make it a routine a discipline and this isn't to say that there isn't any kind of flexibility or anything like that but it is to say that we can create a space and a time that works every day and that will help us and this isn't going to be the same for everyone like for me personally it's every morning when I get up that's when I do it and my family is still in bed my husband usually goes out for a walk and he prays when he goes for his walk and my kids are in bed sleeping because they sleep until 7 38 so that works well so I get up around quarter past six and that's when I have my time alone with God but there are people who maybe would, if they, like mums who have young children, maybe they would do it when their kids are napping, there are parents that like doing it at night. So this can vary a lot, but the main idea is that it's planned and that you keep to the commitment. Now, of course, maybe at the weekend you might want to get up a bit later to do it if your kids sleep in longer as well, or it could be that one day you just can't in the morning because you have like some extra errands to do and that day you switch it for lunchtime that's fine but I think we really do need to create a commitment and an overall discipline that will help us so that it's not something that's all over the place and always changing because when things are changing very often it's harder for us to have that commitment or to remember 
And so I would say the best thing for a lot of people, I'm not saying everyone, but maybe for most people is to have like that commitment and that schedule and trying to keep to it as much as we can. Then when we're scheduling our alone time with God, it's important that we're both realistic about our season in life, but we also don't limit our focus time with God just to a minimum possible or just to rush through it, as I was saying before, like as if it's something that we just check off our list. And I think this area of rushing through our time alone with God it's really important that when we're there, we're present to that moment, we're enjoying it, we're, even if it's hard, but there's a part of us that just knows that this is what we were created for. We were created for communion with God. And it's not like we've got something better by doing some work or by getting things done, but actually that this is essential and the meeting with God isn't going to be bad. It's not going to be boring. It's not going to be restrictive. Rather, he is the giver of life. He is the one who gives us joy and hope and peace. And so coming with that expectation and spending time with God in just in a, in a mindset of just enjoying it and and wanting to be there and not rushing through it. I think this is really important as well. When we schedule the time, that we don't just try and kind of fit it in within five minutes, but our attitude is really one of, this is what I need, this is what's going to fulfill me. Like, no one else can, like nothing else can. And it's really important. And it could be that because you have very young children, you can't spend a whole hour. Maybe you might even have to do like 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there. But I think God's looking at the heart and he really wants to, to see us making this a priority and making it something that we know is essential for our lives as Christians. The second thing I would say that is important when we're scheduling or planning our time alone with God is that we also think about the place. So we choose a sanctuary, if you like. So a sanctuary basically is just a place where we can go to be alone with God. And I would actually suggest two things. And one is that you find a place in your home which can become your quiet time sanctuary. And this is especially important if you have young children, but even if you don't. And try to have this area in your home to be as distraction-free as possible, so no phone or housework nearby. And make sure it's a room of your home or part of a room which you use only for rest and never work. And this is more to do with how your mind is going to perceive this place. But it's just so that it can be a place that really feels like somewhere where you can come to rest. Obviously, there is going to be some work because... Yeah, as I was saying, it's not always easy when we come to this time of when we're alone with God and we're bringing to Him our burdens and our things, but it's just good for it not to be a place where we would do like our professional work or even our housework, just because it's good for us to be as distraction-free distraction <laughs> as possible. 
And yeah, so that's one of the main things. I use an armchair in our living room, so I've placed it near a window. I really like it there because I can watch the world awaken in the morning. And then I use the little windowsill where I put my Bible and my journal and my pens and my coffee or my cup of hot lemon water. So for me, it's a really good place. I never work on that chair. I never use it for my writing or anything like that. It's just for my quiet time. So my mind is already used to this is the place where I go for praying and for reading and for spending time with God. So that's really good. So I would suggest something like that for you as well, if possible. And the second thing I'd suggest is that you find a quiet sanctuary outside of your home. And this is more for chaotic seasons in life. So it could be if you have very young children, or if you have house building work, or if you have guests, you have a little place outside of the home that you can use as well. And this could be like a quiet park or a walk or something like this, but just somewhere where you can go to for seasons in life where maybe even at home it's just hard to have that quiet time. So that's another thing that I would suggest with that. Okay, so the third aspect of our secret place with God, of our time of silence and solitude with God, is what actually to do during that time. And I would say the main things are prayer and scripture reading. So these are the main things. Because the whole focus of a time of solitude with God is the relationship side of having a relationship with our Father and bringing to Him our authentic selves in a way that we maybe can't so well within a community as well as we know people there. It's when we're on our own with people, and this is true of our human relationships, and I think it's true when we're alone with God, we can be completely transparent in a different kind of way, and we can be completely open. And so I guess the focus with the secret and silent, sorry, the so silence and solitude is that we're just coming to God as we are, we're praying, and then we're receiving from him through scripture, and we're reading scripture for ourselves. And so in terms of what not to do, when we're having this specific time of silence and solitude, I would say is listening to sermons, listening to podcasts, <laughs> and I'm saying this as I'm doing a podcast, but when we're doing this time of silence and solitude, not listening to podcasts, not listening to sermons, and not even reading Christian books, but just allowing the focus to be on prayer and Bible reading, and yeah, just coming to God as we are, and allowing Him to speak to us, and He'll speak to us through the Word, He'll speak to us through His Holy Spirit, and actually reading the Word is important as well in terms of this part of prayer, because when we develop a conversation with God, there will be times when we feel like He might be speaking, but we're not sure. And so we need to be well grounded in scripture so that we can learn how to discern God's voice through his spirit. And so reading the word and praying are the main things. And then obviously when we're not having that quiet time with God, then we can listen to the sermons and listen to the podcasts and read Christian books. So it's a time and place for everything. But it's just that this secret meeting time with God, the main thing about it is that it's 
as quiet as possible with no external inputs. And then the fourth thing I would say about the importance of seeking silence and solitude with God is not that we just do it as a scheduled thing, although that is really important, as I said before, but also that we do it in times of need. And so this is also where we need to understand and discern when maybe we have a greater need to meet with God, when maybe we're going through stressful situations or even tragedy or difficult situations in our lives where we really need to meet God more often. And God is calling us to that. And for some people, it could be just when they're super busy and they don't feel like they, they have even the time for it. But maybe that's precisely the time when we need to go to God more and really receive from him, receive his joy and his peace and his presence. And then he will help us to deal with all the things that we need to do. And so retreating with God in times of need, in times of greater need, I would say even, this is really important and it's what Jesus did. And we read about this in the word when Jesus found out about John the Baptist being beheaded. It says that Jesus left in a boat to to a remote area to be alone. So here we see Jesus retreating with God to process his pain. And yeah, this is something that we need to do as well. When we go through seasons of pain, of difficulty, just having the discernment to know that this is a time when we really need to go alone to be with God as well. And then the fifth thing that I would say about silence and solitude is that we also need to plan a season of solitude with God. And when I say a season, I mean a bit longer than just an hour a day or something like this. So more of a, at least a day or two days or even three days. And as mums, we probably won't be able to do like three full days. And I'm saying this because I'm a mum. So I have children who are at school. But what I do is that when I have a season of uh, silence and solitude, basically the hours that my kids are at school are the hours that I take to be alone with God. And within this time, I go for walks in nature and I pray and I read the words. And when I've done it, sometimes I've also read a few Christian books and I've done some journaling as well. But yeah, it's... I guess this is something that I'm still discovering and doing, but I would say that there are ways in which we can have seasons of solitude. It could be just one day, it could be half a day, but just having a bit longer just to be with God and to allow him to speak to us and allow him to meet with us where we are and receive from him and receive from him new strength. So it's like a little retreat, basically. And I know that a lot of this does depend on our circumstances. But I just want to give you a few ideas of what you can do. So the first idea is that, that which I do, which is when the kids are at school, I take two or three days where when they're at school, I do my time of solitude with God. And so when they come out of school, then I'm back with my family and I'm spending time with them. And what I usually do within these days of silence and solitude is that I'm disconnected from messages and from emails and from most technology. So that's part of the silence and solitude as well that I do. Uh, the other idea is if you're homeschooling or if you have young children is that you just take like one day 
and you have someone else look after your children whether your husband or family members or friends so you just go off for a day and here it could be again something in nature or something like this where you actually go away now this all again depends a lot on the ages of your children and the circumstances but it's just another idea to throw out there and then another option would be just to take, for, exa for example, one morning or one afternoon where someone can look after your children and do that. So imagine four or five hours and that's it. And if you have young babies, it could be that it's just basically like an hour and that's already a lot if you're, if you're every day, you only, you've only really got 10 or 15 minutes here or there. And you can just take an hour where you leave the baby with your husband or something and you just go out for one hour walk and you just have this time of solitude. So I think obviously all this depends on the ages of your children and it depends on your circumstances. But I think we can practice this and implement it in small amounts and then go up in the amount of time we can increase that amount of time as our children get older and we can just work up from there so if you've got very young children maybe you can just do an hour but maybe in a year or two you can do two or three hours and maybe in another four or five years you'll be able to do a whole day so I just want to encourage you that a season of solitude doesn't mean necessarily going away for a week it could be that the season of solitude is just longer than your usual daily amount and it could be that you could do it for two or three days like if you have young children as I was saying if you can only do an hour but if you do one hour on three different days it's really going to have an impact I believe spending time alone with God for that amount of time and just going to be with him on your own it really will impact you so yeah, this isn't because I'm saying it just for saying it. It's really because I've noticed this in my own life. Whenever I spend longer amounts of time with God, it really changes me. And another thing that I would say also in the season of solitude is that we combine this, we can combine this as well with fasting. And yeah, and just having a time of maybe some abstinence as well from technologies. I mentioned technology a bit more because it can be quite distracting but obviously this is something that we need to see what are the things that maybe God wants to remove from our lives seasonally or for a season in order that we can actually create space for receiving from him and learning from him and spending time with him so it could be just that we won't watch TV for a few days when our kids are in bed and we'll spend time in prayer. So there are just different ideas of things that we can do, but I just want to encourage you to pray about it and to ask the Holy Spirit to show you how you could have a season of solitude. Okay, so that's it for today's episode. I hope it blessed you. I hope it's encouraging. And yes, let me know via email if you have any questions or comments, if you would like a specific action plan as well to help you in creating a practice of solitude in your daily walk with God. So yeah, please just let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And thank you so much for listening in to today's episode and have a good week. God bless.